Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Please make sure to tune in to the end of our podcast for our Dear Jen segment. This is where one of our listeners sends in a question and I answer it uh, online. So uh, if you have a question, please email me at dearjen at lovejen with two ends.com. And I am here today with a special guest and a friend. Uh, I'm so excited to have Kalem uh, uh, Rosenberg here. Um, she is a celebrity love architect. Uh, she's done matchmaking, uh, love coaching, and she's been in the business longer than me. She's, <laughs> I love that, Kaylin. Uh, she's been, <laughs> she's been doing this for 27 years. I've been doing it for 25. So together we've got quite a few years of experience. So no wonder we're mm-hmm. such a dynamic duo. That's right. I have known Kaylin. I met Kaylin in 2013. Uh, she was also one of Match.com's relationship experts. They chose 10 uh, from across the country uh, that were the most influential in uh, the industry. And uh, that's where I met Kaylin. And uh, so we were blessed to be chosen for that. That was fun. But uh, the best part about it was meeting you. So uh, she, mm-hmm. Kaylin's impressive. She uh, She's written a book. Um, she's a Simon, a Simon Schuster author. Uh, she's actually filmed with the Kardashians, the Stewarts, and the Hamiltons. I've seen some of that. Uh, she also had a, a really cool show on Oprah uh, for a while called Love Town USA. That was where she was uh, coaching and matchmaking in a small town. Just such a, that was such a neat little concept. Was that fun? Oh, it was amazing. It was life-changing. Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. And uh, she got to work with Oprah. That was, that's pretty cool. Uh, Everybody's, everybody's (laughs) neat uh, goal in life that's in our industry. And, uh, and Kaylin, most of all, has been a great coach and advocate. I love her and we connected because we share a similar ideology when it comes to love and relationships. We both are advocates for healthy love and healthy love starts from within. It starts from the individual and, uh, and, you know, she takes a very strong stand for people uh, holding that space for themselves, getting into relationships and, uh, you've been a great mentor for me and matchmaking because you did mm-hmm. have done it a lot longer than me, but uh, we've got uh, we've got uh, some different topics today. We're going to talk to the guys today. I need it. I've had all these guys coming in to talk to the women about you know mm-hmm. what women could do better, Kaylin. And I thought, you know what? Okay. I, I need to balance this out, right? I need to balance this out for mm-hmm. the guys. Uh, so I'm thrilled to have you here. You're my friend. You're an mm-hmm. amazing coach. You're an amazing matchmaker. You're an amazing human being. Uh, and so people don't realize what great advice you, uh, you give and you, you always hold people in a higher space. And I really appreciate that because I feel like some days I'm down in the trenches with people Mm. and, um, Mm. I love that we balance each, you know, can balance each other that way because you're, you're, you're standing and holding that space for people and you're going to do it today. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, so we, uh, we first of all, Kaylin, why don't you why don't you tell everybody a little bit from your own words about your history mm-hmm. and um, what you would want everyone to know getting into this, and especially the guys, what you would want them mm-hmm. to know getting into this as to why it's so important that uh, the guys show up uh, for the ladies um, in today's world because it is definitely tougher to navigate. Yeah, well. You know, I have been, um, I was married at 19, had my first baby just as I was turning 20, um, navigating the reality of, of love and relationships with very little experience because I was still a pop myself, but also didn't come from a background in a family dynamic that was really a, 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 a very strong or uh, influential kind of sort of dynamic of how to have a healthy relationship or be healthy in a relationship and which is really the case really unfortunately for most of us but it is what it is it's why we all sort of struggle and 
scramble when it comes to really trying to not only find the right partner, but stay in a healthy or even in a relationship period, but most of all, we want it healthy. Um, so, you know, since I was little, since I was a teenager, married, moving on and through life and through my first and, uh, you know, hopefully my last divorce, uh, uh, navigating love myself, I've always been I think a pretty old soul and a, a deep spiritual thinker and one that has always looked for seeking, um, looked into seeking truth, not only about myself and how to experience love, but then more so than anything, uh, the love that is necessary around us as community and society with one another. And um, so really launched into a business in my early 20s that was sort of life coaching before its time with a spiritual twist. I'm also uh, pretty heavy intuitive. And um, started to dive into the hearts, the souls, the minds, the being, and the lives of thousands, eventually, of men and women, both married and single around the world, uh, hearing pretty much everything, which I know you do, too. There are very few secrets that you and I haven't heard, and, and probably we've probably heard more than we've ever wanted to hear, but yet it's good because it helps us help others. Um But what I identified in the end, I'm now 52 years old, I've been with my husband for 22 years, and not a perfect marriage by any means, but one that we definitely continue to, uh, through our egos and through our spirit and through our soul and through God, we continue to focus on love and the balance and the foundation of family and continue to work our butts off on it. Um, really found that um, most of us really don't know who we are. We believe we know who we are. We mostly know who we are in ego um, and in any pain we've experienced from past relationships or our parents, um, if we go into psychology, we might learn a little bit about childhood wounds that we might carry. But we really don't typically understand the full um, kind of impairing but yet beautiful at the same time impact of what that all means and how that affects us in love today. And so that's what I talk about. That's what I work on, helping my clients identify and heal so that they can have the most amazing love. Because otherwise, they're constant, people are just tripping and falling um, painfully, unnecessarily, all over the place, all the time. And, and that's what I'm so excited, honey, to work with you on. We'll continue to do some really beautiful things to help wake people up and uh, society up so that they can have that incredible love that's just waiting for everybody, everywhere. And you know that. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you you said that so eloquently. I appreciate it. I, uh, you know, I, I think people at a certain point, you know, and, and unfortunately, sometimes it's in people's 40s and 50s when they've had failed relationships, many of them, that they finally wake up and they say, okay, you know, common denominator is me. Um, what can mm. I do about this? And that's when they reach out for help. And and yeah, absolutely, 100%. Their childhood uh, wounds and uh, and experiences. Sometimes they're not wounds; they're just their you know perception and experience that they had in life. You know, that's that's what's mm-hmm. shaping them and their relationships and how they're choosing. And uh, yeah. I always find it fun uh, when I'm coaching, and uh, it's it's interesting. It's a little different for men and women, but when you ask a man and a woman to describe like if the characteristics of their mom and dad. Uh, growing up. This is who my mom was. This is who my dad was. And inevitably women go for their father. And I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, psychology Mm -hmm. 101, but if you have them spell it out without telling them what they're doing, um, it, it, it is a hundred percent true. And, and men tend to go, they tend to, to go into relationships to deal with the wounds they had with their mother and so right. I feel like that's a really good place for people to start that are listening. If they want to know, um, if they want to know at least a little bit of insight, you know, l- make those lists, you know, this, then it has to be not who you are, your relationship with them today, but what it was like growing up um, and, yeah. and describe their personality. And you just, that's who people tend to go for. And it may not, if the relationship wasn't healthy and whole, um, then their adult relationships and what they've been searching for isn't healthy and whole. And, um, you know, you learn that as a matchmaker that, you know, sometimes what people want isn't what they need. <laughs> and trying to convince right, them right. of that is one of the hardest things. But, you know, right. even more so, so it's interesting. I wanted to kind of chat about men today. And, you mm-hmm. know, ha- having done this, you know, coaching for so long, 
I have found always that men, men to me are more percent. I did. They're, they're easier to coach because they're more, um, they're, they take direction a little better than women. I mean, if I ask a guy to do homework, he does his homework. Mm -hmm. If I, mm-hmm. you know, if I ask him to do a task, you know, related to the coaching, he does the task. He doesn't question mm-hmm. it. He doesn't get in his head about it. He just does it. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of men, because we have these support systems with each other, you know, I mean, I know when we've, you know, when we stayed together back in Minneapolis, we, you know, spent the evening chatting and talking about our hearts and our souls and, you know, d- things about our life. Mm-hmm. And guys don't do that. You know, they're talking football and sports and all that stuff. They're not having these conversations with each other. So sometimes that coaching relationship is the first time they've gotten to talk about some of this stuff and open up and um, open Mm -hmm. up the wounds and look at this kind of stuff. But would you agree? Well, mostly, uh, you know, I, I find that actually, um, when I, when I'm about, I'm going to say we, but I don't mean you and I, um, necessarily, um, we in general as a society, we sort of dumb the value of men down and their ability to go deep and to desire to go deep and to, to, to desire to be emotional and emotionally connected and, um, their ability for emotional intelligence and, um, I think we've created more of a societal divide that um, almost groomed our men to make that a, a, a very unhealthy and unnecessary reality. And agree, so, agree. Um, yeah, and so I think that um, I think that men really are pretty much starving for the same thing that women are: connection, ability to trust, ability to be intimately close, uh, to be able to be vulnerable because they have to be so darn tough and strong and you know, in, in so many ways, again, that society has sort of molded them. And, um, I agree. and I find, yeah, yeah, I find that, um, men actually can have, and do have, uh, really lovely, deep relationships with some of their really, their best buddies, right. They, they almost need that. The majority of how they're, you know, yeah, their brains are literally created differently, as you know. Um, and so for the most part, everything you said, I, I completely agree with, but they, you know, men really also do like to have conversations that are beyond sports and, and work and the surface because they're souls, they're mm-hmm. souls and spirits and that are on this journey, just like we are. And they want to be loved and to feel like they can love just in the same way. And that's right. what makes, you know, that's the fun part of our job. Yeah, no, that, that is great. And it is, it is awesome when a guy can find another guy that they can confide in that way. Not every one is yeah. capable or wants to go there, but I do, I do know many men that, that have those conversations and, have those guy friends and that's a, it is a great support system. Uh, and yeah, yeah, definitely, you know, I think one of the things you said hit, uh, hit a nerve with me and that is, you know, I've seen the swing, you know, with men and women these days because, uh, you know, the, the, I guess in a way we could say women are becoming more like men and men are becoming more like women because with the shift of women rising, becoming stronger, more alpha, you know, more dominant, you've seen men having to change their, their, you know, dynamics and their approach, because, you know, for the first time, they're Mm -hmm. super confused, because women are giving a lot of mixed signals. And, and, uh, and so, you know, though, I find men almost to be more sensitive and feminine, and I say that feminine in a in a masculine way, um, but but they're, mm-hmm. they're okay, ex, you know they're 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 expressing their feelings more, they're saying what they need more, they the bal- yeah. you know it's things have balanced themselves out at a really good point. If I think if women could just leave some of that masculinity and and dominance behind and allow that energy of a you know of of a man in to lead lead. And, you know, because mm-hmm. there's got to be a chief and an Indian, there can't be two chiefs, because then you're, you know, knocking heads all the time. But I feel like there's that dynamic has balanced itself out a little bit. And men are becoming a lot more comfortable. Go to my Facebook page. These guys are pouring their mm-hmm. heart out every day on my page talking about things that guys used mm-hmm. to not talk about, you know, 20 years ago or 10 years ago. So um, I feel I like it. there's a yeah, that there's definitely a shift and men want you know, connection. They want that, you know, deep relationship. They, I, and mm-hmm. I always tell Kaylin, I'm sure you do this too, but I always try to tell women, you know, connect with a guy, give him that, give him permission to be vulnerable, give him permission to let his guard down, give him 
be his best friend, give him that space to talk about those things that aren't manly, you know? And I've actually had yeah. women say, you know, there are some women and it, it shocks me and actually saddens me. I've heard women say, well, when a guy talks about his feelings or gets sensitive, I run it. I'll go in the other direction. I don't want any of that, you know, and, yeah. and yeah. there are those women out there like that. But I think for the most part, if a woman can, can get a man talking about his feelings and talking about the things that matter, you've got an instant connection to, to that man. Yeah. You yeah, know, because exactly. you have those same conversations as I do. You're probably one of the only yeah. people I know that can actually confirm that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. You know, again, it's really going back to what we were talking about in the very beginning, you know, so far as the podcast is that it's it's about who we have become and what we believe about ourselves and what we are buying into with regard to how we are experiencing life and love and relationship with ourselves and with others, whether romantic or not. And so when you have a woman that is saying, listen, I, you know, if a man tries to get emotional with me, I, I go into the other room. Well, that's just coming from um, a base of pain and woundedness for her that she hasn't figured out yet. And so she feels more powerful being in control and really meaning more, you know, safe. And, um, and so it's really, we're, it's there for you and I to, you know, to seek to understand what that is and where it's coming from. And, um, but unfortunately, if a man ends up in a relationship with a woman like that, or even vice versa, they're, they're sort of set up for failure, uh, and they don't even really understand why. And it's, it's sort of like they're, um, sort of a little wind up mouse running into the same wall over and over and over again until they just run out and just have experienced too much. And then they end a relationship that actually, um, could have so much beauty and, and love in it. And um, so again, that's, this is where you and I are very fortunate to do what we do and to be able to help people the way we do, because um, there are just so many lovely people that are stuck unnecessarily. And, you know, if we can help them find healing and peace, then amen, hallelujah. Yeah, you know, so, so absolutely. So let's, um, let's kind of hit on that to, to start off with, because I think uh, even though we didn't necessarily get those kind of questions from the guys, um, I think one of the the things I hear the most from the guys is that, you know, they're having the hard time with this new modern independent woman. You know, she's uh -huh. not committing to dates. She's, um, you know, she's, hey, for that matter, she's also, you know, very free with her body. You know, she's, uh -huh. she doesn't, you know, she doesn't care about, she's having first date sex because she has needs too. And, you know, and, and yeah. so there's, there's this new modern woman. She's got a job. She's, I've actually heard women say, I've got my own job. I've, I have my own house. I have my own car. I don't mm -hmm. need a man. And that's not what we mm -hmm. need a man for. You know, it just, it mm -hmm. makes me so sad to hear that. It's like, if, 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 right. if that's your definition of what you need, you know, why you have a man, we have a bigger problem, but let's talk oh, yeah. to, let's talk to um, the guys about that. So how does a guy navigate, in your opinion, around this modern woman that has all these walls up um, to needing a man, to being vulnerable? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, first and foremost, the man has to know, um, as with everyone, but he has to know how he shows up in relationship. He has to be centered in that. Am I showing up? You know, is he showing up as his mother? Is he showing up as his father? It's not that we just, it's not that we attract or are attracted to on a subconscious spiritual level, our mother or father that we need to do some connecting and healing with. Right. It's, you know, it, um, so it's, it's not only that, it's who, who did we, who do we identify with on a subconscious level that we're not even aware of? Are we, you know, am I my mother? Am I my father? What, what parts do I need to heal and work on so that I can be fully me and show up as the kind of man that I want to be for the woman that I would, you know, love and fall in love with and be in relationship with. When when he's centered in that, and he actually has to be in a space too where he can say to himself, I like women and I trust women. I'm not out to use them. I'm not out to abuse them because I'm scared or I'm angry or I'm wounded from the past one. I'm like, I'm ready to show up front and center and be, you know, all in as, as a man. Um, now when he starts dating and he starts connecting with women that he, you know, we're all visual, but you know, men, if they find a woman that's attractive to them and they're sexually stimulated and, and then they get to a point where there's some natural chemistry and then they even start to become spiritually stimulated. Um, they have that spiritual stimulation because they, uh, there's something within them that they are able to connect with the truth of the woman. Now, when they start to continue on and then all of a sudden, 
uh, roadblocks are happening and she starts to harden or disconnect or the communication style becomes, as you say, more masculine, but just really more sort of assertive in certain ways or things that are just blocking intimacy, which again, isn't really male or female. That's just, that's a wound. Um, and it's, it's a, it's some, it's a communication and experience that's not functional. At that point, the man has to decide, and again, this goes both ways, but we're talking about to and about the men. The man has to decide, what is it that I really am into about this woman? Is there some, you know, is there something about her uh, adversity to me showing up and being myself and being present and sending her flowers and showing chivalry? Is there something about her not liking that that turns me on? Yet, help, yet I feel like I'm losing myself. Thank and there's you a lot very, of that happening. No, thank you very yeah. much. Because that's super important yeah. is to say, guys, what are you attracted to? You say you don't, you know, that's not what you want, but that's yeah. what you keep going for. Exactly. So it's really about him checking in with, what am I feeling? What is? What am I feeling and experiencing as a man, as a soul and a spirit when I'm with this woman? Is it healthy for me? Is it good for me? Does it bring the best out of me? Uh, does it challenge me in healthy ways, not dysfunctional ways? Um, because everyone is looking for the right partner and the right match, and they should be because that's healthy, but it takes both to be healthy or at their best for where they are. And, um, I mean, there's just such a dynamic that happens when you have a mismatch, but it's also a dynamic that can create a spiritual awakening that can create more healing that's ever happened before. Very true. Um, very yeah, true. So, yeah. When I somebody, mean, sort of when somebody pushes, you know, when somebody pushes your buttons, um, it gives you an opportunity to, you know, because a lot of times people look at why did they push? Why are they pushing my buttons? What is it about them instead of looking at themselves yeah. and saying, why is this pushing my button? Why is this affecting Amen. me? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And how am I showing up in reaction? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's, um, you know, that's, that is very, very true because I think the one thing over and over again that I could, that I would say to guys in my piece of advice is exactly the same. You've got to, You've got to look, if you've got a pattern, if you're single, you keep getting shut down, you keep finding the wrong women, you keep, you know, I had a guy say yesterday, well, ask women why they're all crazy. You know, well, no, I'm going to ask you why you keep attracting crazy women and why you keep going after the crazies, because it's not about them. Yeah. Everybody's crazy, you know, um, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody's a little crazy. But if you keep finding the same crazy that's your stuff. It's not her. You know, you've got to start looking at some, for something different. And that's really, I find that to be the hardest sticking point with a guy because they're so attached to a certain look and that whole mm -hmm. appearance thing, you know, they can't seem mm -hmm. to get past that to find what they want within. And so, you know, they're, they're just going to keep hitting their head against a wall because they want that pretty beautiful girl that, you know, is whatever on the outside, but not what they want on the inside. And then they keep trying to you know, fit a square peg into a round hole, you know, her pretty face isn't going to get, you know, isn't going to get any prettier for souls ugly, you know, I mean, what, yeah, right? Yeah. So, well, yeah. And yeah. And, and this is, and this is where you're really, really, really directed. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, here's, I, I would say it's not that their soul is ugly. Um, you know, I love and adore and deeply respect you. So I'm not meaning to correct anything. I, I see it as, you know, if we can stop even using the word crazy about one another, it's really unfair. Um, you know, even when someone acts crazy, they're not crazy. What it is is that they're they're acting out their wounds. And so if we can just sit back for a moment and instead of going, oh, my Lord, she's acting nuts or he's acting nuts, if, if we can sit back, separate ourselves, we don't have to get sucked into that. We don't have to get tied into that negative energy. Um, but we also don't have to engage in it and we don't have to judge it. But what we really can do and what I think we need to start doing more of as a society, and that's one thing that's really beautiful about all the attention and the awareness that's being brought, on, being brought out now in social media about depression, um, is, is that what you are witnessing is a really hurt person, a hurt little girl, a hurt little boy that's showing up in, a, in an adult body. And it's acting out in a way and having behaviors that aren't very becoming. They don't feel safe. They're not comfortable. They're not sexy. But they definitely don't need to be judged for them. You know, you can use um, you can use uh, your uh, ability to discern and say, hey, you know what? I, I, I don't need to judge this person. I don't need to think they're a bad person. But the way, sadly, they're behaving from whatever wound they have is not healthy for me. It's not good for me. It creates sort of a toxic energy for me. I need to be away from that person, not have them in my life. But I can definitely pray for them 
genuinely, I can love them from afar and really hope and pray that they can find some peace and get some help. Absolutely. No, I, I, I a hundred percent agree with you. I think, uh, I, you know, the judgment thing, regardless of, you know, what we, what, however, because I appreciate you always holding that space, like we talked about. Um, but I don't, I, I think there's always going to be that place where people judge, but it doesn't matter. Like you said, at the end of the day, regardless of who somebody is or who they're being, if they're, if who they are or who they're being is not what you want, or it's not good for you, you know, wish them well, love them and send them on their way. They're not for you. That's it. I mean, there's nothing, there's no anger or resentment we need to have around it. There's no other conversations. It's just, that's not the person for me. And I think so often there's that blame game of, you know, um, and, and just in saying that, like when this gentleman said that all women are, you know, ask them why they're all crazy. Again, I feel like, you know, there is somebody, you know, who needs to evolve, who needs to say, why is it that number one, I'm going to make that judgment on some, on all women. Um, how, you know, how is that going to affect if I'm, if I really feel that way, what energy am I putting out? I'm going to attract that right back. Um, and, and people, you know, women are going to sense that attitude. If that's really how somebody feels, they're going to sense it when they meet them and they're going to end up only, only the, only the real crazy ones are going to hang out after they know that about you, you know, after you've showed them who you are, only the ones that aren't healthy are going to stick around for that show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's completely right. And one thing I'll say too, especially if we can get the attention of that gentleman, if he's going to listen and send that question in, um, is that what I found over, again, almost three decades of work and working with men all over the world, um, regardless of the background, the ones that have come to me and have said or made that statement, you know, geez, Kaylin, if you can help me find a, a woman who's not crazy, who's not just, you know, nuts and Looney Tunes, and they'll, they'll throw all these judgments and, you know, name calling. And I'll just, what I quickly find is that when we dive into the history and the truth of their mother, their experience with their mother themselves or the experience of their mother with their father, uh, it was um, probably what they would have called their mother's behavior um, and or came from a deep sadness that they didn't have a mother that acted or behaved as they would say crazy, but a mother that was in a really abusive relationship with their father or their stepfather. And they didn't, and the little boy needed to, you know, he, the man as a little boy needed to see his mother be strong and stand up for herself and protect therefore herself and him as a little boy. And she didn't. And so now he's carrying this deep wound of love and resentment and sadness and he's growing up and now he's seeing women as that general. And so we also go into relationships unknowingly setting each other up. So true. Um, Amen. I mean, yeah, you're, yeah. you're so 100% right on that. And there are, I mean, given the amount of divorces that happened, you know, over the years that we've been doing this, you know, there are a lot of men that had to step in as that, you know, role of the man of the house and be responsible and have, and sadly have to take on the emotional responsibility of their mother. I mean, there are, I mean, if a woman joked about, you know, guys with mommy issues, but, but having said that, you know, they're you've got to be able to open that up. If you're, you know, nobody's childhood was perfect, yeah. you know, newsflash, nobody's childhood was perfect. But if you're willing yeah. to open that wound up and say, where wasn't this healthy? And what, what is this wound that I'm carrying? Because that, yeah. that you're correct in saying that these men tend to attract women that, um, that they look at them like they're a responsibility also that women are a burden and a responsibility and it's a kind of the wrong right. way to be going into all of that. I mean, we, we, right. women want support more than anything that would you agree that that's what they're looking for from men is they want that safety and security, not support, but that support fits under the umbrella. I always say making a woman feel safe is the most important thing a man can do. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, and that in, in many different ways. And I think another thing, too, is that even with as independent as women have become, you and I are both very independent financially. We could do everything on our own. We don't need a man in our life to provide or do those things. But at the same time, we really have acknowledged that we love the love of a man and the connection of a man and with our, buddy, our honey, our partner, our buddy. And, um, but it's still okay, you know, if, for, if a woman wants a man to take care of her, um, that's okay as long as that's the vibe of the man because there are a lot of men out there that still want to. They sort of are old-fashioned or chivalrous in that sense, and they they 
see it and take it on as an honor to be able to love on the woman in that way. And so it's it's all in kind of making sure that we are connecting and communicating again first with who are we, what do we want, what are we looking for. It's not good or bad as long as it's healthy. And then, you know, the people that we're connecting with, having chemistry and intimacy with and falling in love with, are they on the same page? It's, it's when we're not on the same page and we try to impose our needs, desires, and beliefs on the other and it doesn't show up the way we want it, that that's not so so fair, you know, and or helpful. So, um, yeah, no, you are, you are so, so right. And um, gosh, this conversation is great. I mean, it's, it's, of course, one of ours. So it's much, it's much bigger and better than I thought it was ever going to be. Um, you know, there's all this little simple questions that the guys, you know, have asked, and I think we've touched on them on yeah. a very high level. Um, but uh, I, I want to go back kind of to that same uh, platform where we were talking about earlier with this independent woman, because mm. again, what we're seeing is, you know, this, this woman, this modern woman that, uh, the, you know, she's, she's ghosting guys, you know, she's not responding to them when they, you know, when they message yeah. her, they're disappearing. Yeah. Um, they're being, um, noncommittal, uh, all these, all these things, behaviors that we, you know, used to categorize and judge as being a man behavior. We're seeing a lot mm -hmm. of this now with women. And I'm not just saying we, yeah. men are seeing a lot of this. And this seems to be where men come yeah. to me is to say, how do I deal with this? You know, we're supposed to go out. I've contacted her. She didn't respond back to me. It's been a couple of days. At what point do I let go? You know, so now these guys are like, do I, do I communicate with her? Do I tell her I'm letting go? You know, do I, do I tell her she disrespected me? Do I reach out, you know, or do I just leave it alone? Like nobody, none of these guys necessarily are girls really, but nobody really knows yeah. how to respond to this. And this is new for a yeah. man because I'm not going to say that men are the ones that you're used to playing games because that would be very stereotypical. But at the same time, mm. women are jumping in with a lot of games these days now too. There's a lot yeah. more options yeah. with online dating, beautiful women, mm -hmm. especially, which men tend to love and go for, of course, because everybody wants somebody pretty. Mm -hmm. um, so, mm -hmm. uh, so it, you know, the, it, it, it just perpetuates itself that, you know, these men are going after women that have other options. Women are now exercising their options. They're realizing they can, they're doing it in the workplace. They're going to do it in relationships. And, um, mm -hmm. and I feel like Kaylin, maybe, on that note, it's not as much for the guys, but to say to these women, you know, we say we want a relationship, but our behaviors don't always match up to that. And, you know, who we right. are in the workplace has got to be different from how we're showing up in a relationship because, you know, wearing the pants and taking charge and, you know, um, calling all the shots you know, that type A behavior is destructive when it comes to getting into a partnership. Uh, so, mm -hmm. I mean, I know I've just said a lot, but, you know, what are your thoughts on all of that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll begin with what you ended with, and there needs to be a balance. It's it's not ever about anybody in a relationship or going into a relationship calling all of the shots. Now, that's a little different than... Um, being able to stay centered in oneself and one's value system to say, I listen, I need to, I need to stay uh, centered to honor my values and, and who I am and what I am and what I need in a relationship without imposing it on someone else. Um, <clears throat> only making sure that really it, it is a good match on both sides. However, going back to you know, and men say, well, gosh, she's ghosting me. Do I, do I let it go? Do I, do I call her or, you know, do I text her or call her? Do I let her know that I'm ending the relationship, that I'm in the relationship, that I'm waiting? <laughs> and that's all unnecessary crazy making um, for them. And it's also perpetuating the toxicity and the dysfunction of that woman's behavior in her ghosting. The ghosting is very, uh, it's a control tactic for a woman who actually feels very powerless and out of control. And it doesn't really have much to do with him. It has most everything to do with her. It's very passive aggressive. Um, it's not self-honoring. So not only is it not honoring the guy that she's doing it to, it's absolutely not honoring herself, showing um, really no integrity and no character. And, it, and that's heartbreaking when we do that to ourselves, souls and spirits. It, it just means that there's something much more going on that they're masking and trying not to face. Um, so it, you know, I know we're speaking primarily to men, but it goes both ways once again. But 
if you feel like you're connecting with someone, you're getting along, you went on a date, she was great, she told you she adored you, she wanted to see you again, um, and you reach out to her after that and she doesn't respond, let it go. Just let it go. And, yeah. and somebody could say, well, wait yeah. a minute, what if she was sick? What if she lost her phone? What, blah, 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 blah. Now, you, now you, yeah, now you're playing into right? it. Yeah. If she wants to get back in touch with you, eventually she'll figure it out. Technolo right. Modern technology has its way of helping us do that, even with people we don't want to connect with. So, um, but I do think uh, it's, if, I do think it's important to yeah, say though, from, you know, like what you were talking about, mm -hmm. there's there, you know, when it is okay to ghost, when it is okay to not respond is when someone has crossed your boundaries. You know, because I, I do feel like there are appropriate times to not because women and men both need to protect themselves. And it's OK for a man to ghost, too, if he's been disrespected or that is a not a safe place anymore. You know, I, I, if for me, it would be a matter of this is, you know, saying whatever it is like, look, um, I don't want to see you anymore. It's not a good match. Thanks very much. Goodbye. Bam. And then letting that go. And it doesn't matter yeah. how many messages come in after that. It's not ghosting after that. You've, you've, you've said exactly. it, See, then you let it go. Ghosting. Yeah. Right. I agree with you 100%. But that, you know, ghosting is when someone on the other end is leading you to believe that they want a connection with you. And yet they're playing games with you, your heart, your mind, your time, your calendar, your schedule. And, and you know, at that point, you have to just stop, honor yourself, love yourself, and just cut it loose. Because that is... If that behavior is showing up now, it will be tenfold in the relationship and the dynamic and the manipulation will be turned on you so that this person doesn't have to look at their own wounds and their own stuff. And yeah. that's what happens in most dysfunctional relationships. But if you say, hey, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, which is what we need to start doing. Just stop the ghosting. If you need, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I had a great time with you. Um, but I'm just not feeling the connection and I know we're both looking for the right one. And so I wish you wonderful luck and, you know, thank you. And right? I'm moving on and you move on. Yeah, if so, they don't respect that, then you block them. Agree. You know? agree of course, yeah. agree. But I, th I think the other part of that yeah. too is women also, uh, because they are exercising their options, you know, very often mm -hmm. you will see a woman ignoring a man or not responding when she is playing games, when she's talking to several yeah. men, she's going out with other men. Um, if, you yeah. know, if she is not it's responding, really yeah, there's a reason. And, so I, yeah. I, I feel like that needs to be said. It, it's not just, yeah. it's not just always, always about control and manipulation. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's the fact that guess what? She's got other things on her plate. She's got other interests and, you know, you have got to put things in perspective, you know, or have that conversation. If you've gone on several dates and you want exclusivity, yeah. you need to be talking about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we're always talking about looking our best uh, when we're out there dating or in a relationship, uh, taking care of ourselves. And one of the things that I love, uh, it's been trending for a long time. It's uh, collagen and our, you know, our skin, our hair, our nails, and all of our connective tissues are made from collagen. And once we turn 30, it all starts going downhill. <laughs> we already knew that. But uh, our, our body does uh, slow in the production of collagen. And so we do need to supplement that because our regular diets that we have do not give us collagen. It's lacking in collagen. So uh, collagen supplementation is absolutely crucial. I've been using it for a minimum of at least six months, and I love it. Um, of course, you know, the statements that, you know, I'm making are, you know, are not uh, evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure, or prevent any disease, but I do love it. And it's made a tremendous difference in my skin. Uh, I know I just had somebody uh, mention to me the other day, they wanted to know what I was doing to my face. And I told them what I was doing to my face was collagen supplementation. I put it in my coffee every single morning religiously. And uh, there is a company called Ancient Nutrition, and they have a multi-collagen protein supplement. And it has collagen types. A lot of the collagen that you buy at the counter have one or two, but Ancient Nutrition's uh, multi-collagen protein has five. 
and it's um, it's awesome. It's flavorless. It uh, it can be put in water, um, any beverage basically, or coffee. I put it in my coffee every morning. I make sure I get plenty. Um, it's actually made from four food sources: beef, chicken, fish, and eggshell membrane. And they're all non-GMO, pasture-raised, cage-free, cruelty-free sources, which I love. I'm an animal lover. Uh, it contains nine grams of protein and zero grams of carbs or fat. So it's just a supplementation that is a no-brainer. I mean, if you're looking to have healthier skin, nails, hair, uh, you know, and again, this is not claiming that this is, you know, um, treating uh, or, you know, diagnosing or curing or preventing any disease. This to me is about looking better. <laughs> and uh, and if you're not doing it, I would, I personally can make a rec recommendation that you should. Um, right now, uh, if you go to uh, ancientnutrition.com and you put in the promo code lovability, our podcast, you get $10 off of the product. So you basically get $10 off to try it. And all products, all collagen products are everywhere. They're not created equal. Give this one a try. It's a special offer for our listeners. And, you know, we want you to support our show. We want you to support the people that are supporting our show. And I love that it's a product that I believe in. It makes it so much easier for me. Um, I love collagen. I won't stop taking it. I will absolutely will not. I've seen tremendous benefits. Again, <laughs> I can't make any claims. I can only tell you what's happened for me. And it's been tremendous. So again, that is uh, ancientnutrition.com and the promo code is lovability. Yeah. Again, it's just about communicating and being straight. That's the, really the kindest thing that you can do. So I, I don't care how busy she is or she has 500 amazing uh, applicants um, uh, with regard to men. She needs to then let all 500 men know, listen, I think you're darling. If she does, I think you're darling. I think you're great. I'm curious about if there could be something in the future, but you are one of 500 guys and you know hang in there if you want and if you don't I totally respect that at least she's respecting herself her integrity and she's respecting the men and now they get to make their own decision yeah that would go over, I'm hardcore about, that would go over so well I'm just sitting here thinking know? hey listen I'm talking to five you're one of 500 guys so as long as you're cool with that um, <laughs> and honest. yeah, it is honest. You know? And I have to tell you, I, I think number one, a man would appreciate that at least appreciate it. So he knows where he stands. And I do think there'd uh -huh. be some men that'd be like, cool. All right. Well, um, I'll, I'm, I'm okay with being one of 500 and it might make them work harder. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know? Well, the thing, the thing too, honey, is that, um, what I've absolutely found, uh, you know, especially in the, because you and I have both, even though we're, you know, our passion is really coaching and healing, but we've done matchmaking quite successfully as well for many years. And um, what I have found no matter what is that when two souls are meant to end up together, they just do. They're, I mean, really, there's not that much that can get it. The only thing that actually gets in their way is them. Right. So, um, you know, if you start out with 500 guys and you're both cool with that and he says, you know what, then cool, I'm going to keep dating. But if you and I are meant to be, we'll find each other in the end. That's true. And right. that's really the cool part. So there's no such thing as competition, really. When two souls are meant to find each other, they will. Right. Now, I agree. And timing is timing is super important, you know, with that, because sometimes mm -hmm. people are ready and sometimes they're not. And if you meet somebody that's great, but you know they're not ready for whatever reason, whether it be they've just gotten out of a divorce. Um, you know, women yeah. do the same thing. Women women tend to be uh, want some of them. You know, will retreat back and and you know take a break and then date. Um, yeah. Some of them jump right in. I know some that jump right in. So women are just as guilty of the jumping in to to cover up the wound. Mm -hmm. So you got to be careful yeah. about you know um, about yeah. that. Hey, here's something that just reminded me, you know, if we were talking yeah. to guys today and we could get, you know, one message across, the one thing I would say to a man that it, I can pretty much, you can pretty much ensure that there's got to be a conversation or knowledge around, I would always tell a guy to ask the girl about her father, you know, what was your relationship with your dad? And not from a judgmental, judgmental standpoint, but you know, if the girl did not have a good relationship with her father and she still doesn't, um, or there are wounds there that are still wounds, then, you know, mm -hmm. the, there is going to be um, issues in the relationship based upon that because 
That is, mm-hmm. I've, I have never ever seen that work because a hundred percent of the time, if there's still childhood wounds from daddy, then, you know, that that's, it, it shows up in that relationship with that guy. Would you agree? I, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And I, I think also it's really important to pay attention to how, um, the person that you are just kind of connecting with and, and thinking about dating or having a relationship with how they speak of their ex, ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend, ex, Amen. you know, ex-partner period, hu- husband, wife. Um, I mean, on both sides of it, if it's too sing-songy and too lovey, are they, are they a mesh still? Is he still in love? Is she still in love? Are they, you know, are they best friends on a level that there isn't any room for you? Or are they saying they were nuts? They were crazy. I hear from a lot of men that, you know, she was an alcoholic. She was bipolar. Um, and, and that may very well be true. But again, it's it's the energy, it's the vibe, it's the care that's held around it, especially if children are involved, that that is being shared because uh, it, it just reveals a lot to the psyche and the soul and how um, how one looks at life and relationships, especially when they didn't work out. And, um, and also very much pay attention to, you know, diving into the friends, the type of friends that they have and the... Um, the value system of their friends and how they treat their relationships. And as soon as you can, you want to get in, you want to, you know, get into the equation um, of potentially meeting their mother or their father and seeing how the father treats the mother and respects her and or not and vice versa, because you are absolutely going to, I don't care what you say, you are going to marry what they were raised in unless it's been faced and challenged and healed. Right. And you are, that's either fabulous or it's not so great. And, um, so there's, it's, there's a lot to pay attention to far beyond, oh my Lord, I just had the greatest date. He was hot, sexy, was the best kisser. We have everything in common. Oh my Lord, this could be the one. You have no idea that this could be the one until you've really had a chance to spend time with them and to dive into the truth of who they are and what they come from and how they live their lives. That's yeah. just and bottom, it's, It bottom is line. so important, you know, especially I say it to men just because they are, you know, biologically more visual you know, that we, we do guys, you do need to get past the visual a little bit. Yes. It's great. You know, you do have, you do have to be attracted, you know, and, and you do have to have chemistry with somebody, which are different, you know, those, those elements need to be there, of course, but sometimes that doesn't show up. And I think research says it takes three dates before, you know, we actually feel physical chemistry, like real biological chemistry with somebody. Um, but we, you know, so we, but we've got to be dating people that we like, you know, there's, there's more beyond just the looks. And I think we can get, yeah. people can get blinded by that. Um, and yeah. uh, so we definitely want to, we definitely want to just make sure we pass that on to guys that, you know, ask the bigger questions, find out about her, find out about her past, you know, find out about her previous relationships, find out about her childhood you know, where has she grown? What has she learned? I mean, it's okay to ask those questions. I just sat here last week, Kaylin, with a with a panel. Thank God I had one guy on my side. But, you know, I, every time I say to somebody on a first, like a first date, like ask important questions. Don't just ask them what they like to do, you know, for fun right. and what their job's about. Ask them about their yeah. relationships. You know, don't. it's not a place where you have to get into too much depth, but you know, you were married for 20 years and then you divorced. Like, you know, yeah. wh- how, how was that? You know, what, what are, what are the pieces that you've picked up? You know, what did, where, where you, right? Ask the questions Amen. because, because yeah. that's what connects two people together. You agree with me. Thank right? God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with pretty much every single thing about you, my love. <laughs> oh, you're so yeah. cute. Well, I, I just get so much kickback from people that are actually out there dating that, you know, oh, well, you don't want to re- reveal too much and you don't want to ask those questions. You don't want to get too personal oh, on a first date. Right. Thank you. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's bull. Yeah. yeah. We're not here to waste any time. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, no. and, and again, I say this and I think guys would agree, you know, because every guy's had this date with a girl where they felt a connection with her, you know, somebody that they can talk to. Every guy is looking for that. They, they, they want the, you know, the sexy woman and somebody that they're attracted to, but they also want somebody that they can talk to about their deepest, mm-hmm. you know, soul needs and everything that, you know, goes along with who, who they are. And the minute they find that connection, they're staying. So, you know, ladies, don't be superficial on that first date. Don't, don't, but I do, I will say, Kaylin, the one thing I do hear from guys, and I don't know if you hear this too, so many women dump 
their emotional stuff out on that first date, that they're, they come so bitter and men will say, these women yeah. are so bitter and they're talking about their previous relationships and, and they're bitter and nothing turns a guy off more than that. And we're not talking to the women today, but, um, but <laughs> I do, I do feel like men face that challenge and guys, if you run across yeah. this woman, she's not healed. Don't, don't keep, you know, trying right. to open that door, you know? Exactly right. Yeah. Really pay attention to really listen and hear what the person is saying that you are on your date with and getting to know how what they're saying in their text messages or their emails or just you're hearing from their mouths. But it is very true because it is more revealing than they even have any clue. Absolutely. You just listen and you just pay attention. Just and you pay take attention. It deep yeah, you know and trust your intuition. You, always. you and I love you for this. You are such a great listener. And I was talking last week and I said, you know, people tell you everything you want to hear if you would just listen. You know, people are so, yeah. so quick to want to, they don't want an uncomfortable pause on a date or they don't want, you know, the conversation to get raw or boring. So they're always trying to think of the next thing to say or be exciting or, or, you know, be what this person wants instead of just being authentic and connecting and listening to somebody you know, it, it, it's yeah. uh, listening is such an amazing skill. You know, when you can get yeah. to that point where you can hear somebody's voice infliction change, you can you can feel their energy shift when they start talking about something. You're there. Yeah. That's when you're connected and present with somebody, and that's where that's where conversations need to be going between men and women instead of yeah. all the superficial junk that's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, our society is craving it. It, it's it's really actually starving for it, I believe. I'll say one other thing that might be fun or interesting for you or um, your listeners another time is that, you know, I, I um, partnered up with, um, you know, Dr. Tarvel Hendricks and Helen McKelly Hunt, and we put this really awesome uh, test together called The Real Reveal. And, you know, it, it literally dives into the truth of who you are when it comes to love, the kind of mate that you are in relationship and the kind of mate you attract and why. And at the end of the test, you you find out if you are a life mate, a soul mate, or an ego mate, and what that means. Um, so even and what made me think about bringing that up with you, um, it's something we might be able to do another time if you want, and maybe test, you know, have some people call in or write in and, and test them. But um, I've done this on TV; it's been a lot of fun as well. But um, how long does the test it, take? The people. Well, it's 86 questions, but we can grab like five or six, and I have 10 of them that are online. But um, but the person that you're talking about, when you say, well, you know, so superficial, really just, you know, looking at, you know, needing to be the looks, needing the looks to be a certain way. Um, there are some people that are just that, that they're that for themselves. They're very egocentric. They're, you know, those are the, um, those are the narcissists, the clinical narcissists and the sociopaths and the psychopaths. And they don't even know it. And actually, some of them can function quite well, interestingly enough, and have actually somewhat okay relationships as long as they are with another narcissist, right? Or, um, or an empath. And it's, it's an interesting dynamic, and mm -hmm. it's and uh, it, it's quite revealing to see who these people are and why they are where they are. And and sometimes there are people that are totally fine living their entire lives. You know, the man thinks her husband's the hottest thing in the world. The husband thinks his wife is the hottest thing in the world, not for each other, but for the world to see, right. <laughs> you know, because it builds their ego. Um, and, they, you know, the cars and the money and the bodies being perfect and this and that. And it doesn't really go any deeper than that. And both of them are totally okay with that. Uh -huh. um, now, thank God it's, it's less than 10% of our population, but it's chunk. Right. So they're out there too, but we typically, if we're not a narcissist ourselves, we can definitely pick up on that vibe and energy and be like, okay, you're really cute. You've got everything I'm looking for on paper, but holy cow, I just can't connect with you on any deeper level. Then you just lovingly just kind of let them go. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, um, that, and it's all about self-awareness. I mean, when you know who you yeah. are, what you need for who you are, what you want you know, and who that perfect person is for you based on what you're looking for, uh, that if we used that information when we were choosing instead of using our hormones, if we use that information and, and listened mm -hmm. for those things and looked for those things, you know, it would, I think it would save men and, and I especially say men, and I'm not saying it from a, from a negative standpoint, just because mm -hmm. you guys are more wired toward the visual 
you need to really mm -hmm. be conscious of the other stuff. You need to be aware of the other stuff. It's going to require you to be more aware and, you know, right? Yeah. Uh, of of yeah. paying attention to the does she meet these other needs you know and 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 also for somebody that you know you aren't aren't like that attracted to like maybe there's a little bit of attraction like oh she's cute you know um I can't mm -hmm. say that I'm attracted to her but she's cute start listening for the other things that you need what are those other things that mm -hmm. you need and you want in a relationship does she possess those qualities because if you can see those things and you become aware of those things that can make her more attractive, even physically, you know, to you. Believe it or not, it's not something you have to, you know, turn a switch on. It will happen automatically if you're noticing. But it's super important yeah. that you're not just, guys tend to do this, Kaylin, as you know. They tend to go, eh, she's not my type, or I'm not really attracted to her. I don't want to go out with her. And instead of mm -hmm. giving somebody a shot and saying, you know, hey, look, there are qualities here that that could and should connect you. And I know I've done it as a matchmaker. You're going out with her anyway. You're going to go. Mm -hmm. Whether you like it mm -hmm. or not, you're going to go. And sure enough, you know, who who was right? <laughs> they fall madly in love sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Abs you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So you, I will say. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, honey. No, I'm good. So I was I'm gonna, oh. I was going to wrap up. I want I want you to say whatever you're going to say before I wrap up. Well, one thing, you know, and cut me off if this is going too long, but one thing that's fa that I found fascinating um, when I've talked to several men who have had affairs, right, uh -huh. um, is that when, you know, and, and obviously affairs go both ways, but when when a woman finds out that her husband has had an affair and she's devastated, she's heartbroken, which she should be, um, because it's pretty much the ultimate betrayal, uh, she most often thinks and believes, and so would men sometimes that that woman was prettier than her had a better body than her something right the women will think well what was it that i wasn't able to physically give my man and i would say about seven out of ten times seven out of ten affairs um the wife was absolutely stunning she was a you know a 10 she had a beautiful face beautiful body beautiful you know whatever and the woman that the men ended up having the affair with and actually starting to have an emotional connection with as well, not just sex, were oftentimes not very attractive physically, not in great shape. In fact, some of them, I mean, just bottom line, nothing nothing about the physical. And when I would say to these men, well, what was it? Every one of them said, she listened to me. She mm -hmm. heard me. Right. I felt like I could be myself with her. I felt an emotional connection with her that I never felt with my wife that I tried to have and I couldn't have. Right. And it's not that it was blaming the wives. The men realized later, too, that they did provide a safe experience for the wife to show up and be vulnerable to give them the intimacy and the connection the, was, men was, the man was striving for. It's an emotional, so an emotional affair, too, for a guy as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, it you know, even though men tend to go, yes, for that so-called gorgeous female, according to society's standards, um, Men really, once again, when it gets down to it, and they're just kind of it's at a they're at a raw point, and they're lonely, and they're really looking for a, a deeper connection and a deeper sense of self and spirituality, and and they you know and, and it seems odd it's like an oxymoron. Well, if they want to get more spiritual, it's not you wouldn't think you'd have an affair, um, but at the same time, they're really connecting with women, usually at work, but they're connecting with women that are not exactly ever what they would be attracted to physically, but yet they end up on a deeper connection with them. And it's, it's just not about the sex. So, so, I, I, so that's, that's something a that I've just heard for years and years and years. No, that's true. And that's such a great, um, it's such a great uh, validation of what I just said. And that is, you know, these guys that are married, they're not, you know, they may establish this emotional connection with somebody that they're not attracted to because they're married. They're not looking for that. But then the, then that connection comes and now they're now yeah. they are more attracted, so it can't it, it goes backwards too. And um and 100%, yeah, yeah, and at the end of the day, that's what it all comes down to because a relationship is about the connection. And when that connection goes away, you know, when that when one or the other doesn't feel that connection or slash does not feel safe anymore with that partner then, you know, for yeah. whatever reason, because safety is not just, you know, it's not just about physical safety, it's about emotional safety. If, you know, which emotional safety would hinder the connection, you know, the connection and communication. 
So it all comes down to that communication with one another and that connection with one another. And it's so important that we establish that from the very beginning and we continue to nurture that in any relationship, whether we're dating, courting, you know, men still court these ladies. They still want to be courted, you know, whether courting a woman. Yeah. And, and that means guys, one piece of advice, if you're dating and you're looking for somebody and you like somebody, let her know that you like her. Ask her out. Tell her you like her. Tell her you enjoyed your time with her. You want more. Set another date. Yeah. You know, talk about a future date. Make that be known. Don't be afraid. Don't play games. This is not a society. There's too much available to people. You play games, you lose. You know, you waste yeah. time, you lose. Right. So, you know, if you meet somebody you like, you know, make plans with them, tell them you like them, don't be overly needy. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. because I do think that, you know, you can be overwhelmed with somebody, you know, calling too much or texting too much or whatever. But, you know, allow yeah. that relationship to establish, but always keep that connection yeah. with them. That connection is so important. Yeah. yeah. Amen, sister. Amen. Okay. So um, I love you so much. Um, I I can't even tell <laughs> you. It's just, you I mean, it, this just, we have had these conversations for years with each other. It's so much fun to do this on a podcast. And, uh, yeah. and for anybody that enjoyed the conversation, there's more to come. We are, we have a surprise up our sleeve. We're not going to tell you our announce just yet, but we have a little surprise <laughs> up our sleeve that, um, that is, uh, I'm, I'm so excited about, uh, so, uh-huh. um, be, yeah, I know. So be on the lookout for, uh, announcements coming, but, um, but anyway, Kaylin, love you, enjoyed you. Um, and where can someone find you if they would like to reach out to you for any of your services? Yeah, they can go to thelovearchitects.com. Okay, thelovearchitects.com. Awesome. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for your wisdom, your love, and holding that higher space always. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, sweetheart. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Welcome to our Dear Jen segment for today. I've got a great question from a listener, and uh, she says, Jennifer, I'm wanting to understand the rhythm of dating in my 50s. I've gone out with a guy about four times over the last two weeks that I really like, uh, but he's not pursuing and pushing as hard as I'm used to. He tells me out of 75 or so match dates, he has never... Um, felt like this. He really likes me, although he doesn't reach out on a daily basis. And I'm wondering how I'm going to keep his attention. So I guess is what I'm asking is what should my expectations be? What should I be looking for? What's the rhythm I'm looking uh, to date? And am I making sense? (laughs) Yes, you're making sense. And, uh, and, you know, I like the whole idea of this rhythm of dating. Um, I've never actually heard it put that way, but I suppose there is a rhythm to it at every point in our life. And, um, you know, I, I think it's such a great analogy because I think if people had a rhythm, they need to understand that that's their rhythm, their own unique rhythm. And anybody that they meet, especially that has a history of dating and relationships as well, is going to have their own music, their own rhythm as well. And so we can't expect somebody to come in and know our song. (laughs) can't help the analogy. Come on. Um, you know, you, but it makes sense. I mean, you can't, it's your song. You, how would somebody know it? It's just like when you hear a song for the first time, you don't know the words that's somebody has got to learn you. And by all means, I think the best way to do this is to number one, first of all, wait it out and see patterns in behavior. This is what I'm seeing. This guy's not calling, texting, communicating the way that I would like. Uh, and then, of course, you, what you want to do then is you'd want to talk about it. You want to find a safe time to talk about it, which would be when you're not fighting about it or it's not become of a, a source of contention in the relationship. So maybe the next time you guys go out to dinner, be able to, uh, you know, bring up the conversation and say, I'm so glad we got together. You know, it's great to see you. You know, we may have different rhythms, you know, from a standpoint of, you know, how we communicate. I'm, I am grateful that you reached out, but I wasn't sure if you were still interested because I hadn't heard from you. 
and just kind of bring up the topic. And um, we have to remember when we're trying to train somebody to use positive reinforcement. So be able to say, I love when you text me. I love when you call me. I love hearing from you. It's so uh, when you encourage somebody to do that kind of behavior, they're going to keep doing it versus if you scold them for not doing it or not doing it your way, that is going to make them um, not want to be around you. And I absolutely find this to be true as people are dating, especially as they're getting older. People, you cannot get stuck in your ways just because you like it and that's what you want. It doesn't mean that that's what this other person is going to like. You've got to take into account this is a whole different person from you and they have a whole different history, like I said. So you want to be patient. I mean, all this technology stuff is new, how often somebody texts, whether somebody, you know, is always has their phone with them or they never have their phone with them. I mean, it just, everybody is so different. So you need to observe. And if you've observed a behavior, like maybe this guy is not a big texter and doesn't, you know, is not big on his phone, but he, um, he does want to date and he is interested and, um, very attentive when he's with you. Uh, you know, look at clues for that happening in other areas of his life. And it just may be that you're going to have to hang up your need for something in order to accommodate his needs because who needs to change? I mean, obviously it's great if everybody meets in the middle, but if that's not something that he's comfortable with or she's comfortable with, and that's what you want, you've got to make a decision. Is this relationship good enough and strong enough? And do I have strong enough feelings to keep going with this, even though these little things aren't there? People get hung up on silly things nowadays, like how quickly somebody texts them back, or whether somebody calls, whether somebody is showing affection in a certain amount of time. And we just really need to understand, and I will use the word rhythm, we need to understand that people are are definitely coming in at different rhythms um, based on different times in their life and where they are. So let's all respect each other and respect where other people are and talk about it. Talk about it as adults. If something works, tell them. If it doesn't work, tell them, but always remember to be positive about it. So that's your Dear Jen segment for today. Thank you so much for the questions. Keep them coming. I love them. I think they're all relative to men and women. And you can write me at dearjen at lovejen.com. Thanks for listening. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information, or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com. Or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.